Hey guys, this is Christopher Sean, aka Kazuriziono, and you are listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is my review of Star Wars The Clone Wars, Season 7, Episode 6, Deal, No Deal. I'd make a Howie Mandel joke, but that was already done on Twitter. So, um, But this is the second episode of the Ahsoka arc with the Martez sisters, and it, it was pretty good. I'm really liking this arc. And as we'll find out, I'll talk about it in a little bit, its place in the series is actually not where you think it should be. Um, but, it, I mean, it's giving us a good lead-in into the Siege of Mandalore arc, which will conclude the series. Uh, so, yeah, very enjoyable. Cannot wait to see what happens next. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, this one was written by Dave Filoni and Charles Murray and directed by uh, Nathaniel Villanueva and Stuart Lee. And, you know, it picks up not too long after the last episode, where um, Ahsoka had gone down into 1313 to the lower depths of Coruscant, and has met uh, Trace and Rafa Martez. Uh, so she's still there, uh, trying to get her, her bike fixed so she can get out. And... As we find out, Rafa has built her own uh, starship, and uh, she's helping her work on that. And the, the first scene I really liked because it reminded me of, especially the first season of Star Wars Resistance, when it was about you know being in the garage working on the racers, all the scenes with Kaz and Yeager and Tam and Niku, uh, a lot of the Team Fireball stuff. Um, you got that vibe from it, and I really like that. Uh, based on, you know, where they produced this last season of Clone Wars and uh, the genesis of it, I, I would be interested to know, you know, did this come before uh, they developed Resistance? Did maybe the idea come from it uh, when they were, uh, you know, trying to figure out this new show? Um, maybe it does have a spiritual tie to it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. Uh, I did like... Um, uh, Ahsoka's line about, you know, she went to Skywalker Academy. Um, you know, obviously she learned so much from Anakin, and, um, you know, if we get to see her in future series or works, you know, we'll see her apply that. We got to do it on Rebels, too. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm holding off on talking about uh, any casting news about Ahsoka for now. Um, I, th I think I will save that for the episode 8 review after this arc is wrapped up. I might get into that. Um, but yeah, this, this Scott Walker Academy um, line was cool. Um, yeah, it did like their, you know, uh, Trace has named her ship the Silver Angel. and I don't know, it's kind of neat. It almost sounds like um, 
what would have been a good name for Padme's Naboo ship, um, based on what Anakin called her. And I did like her comeback that they should just call Ahsoka's bike trash because that's what it is. Um, but yeah, not nice banter here, and it's a nice levity uh, considering, you know. Uh, Soka and the sisters, uh, how they have to interact with each other later when he gets more serious. You know, Trace does talk about um, when her parents split, and that's how they came up with this garage, and um, the laundromat is the front for the um, illegal activities. Makes me wonder what did happen to their parents. I don't know if they'll explore that at all, but, you know, did they actually split, or were they arrested, or, or worse? Um... I'm not sure, but that line kind of stuck with me, so we'll see if anything comes of it. But turns out that um, Rafa has another job for them to do, and probably going to turn out to be illegal. Uh, so we um, get to see um, them take off from Coruscant. I was watching it with my little Padawan, the, the studio audience, and he, he really liked this. Uh, all these shots of the ship slowly. Uh, going up and flying out of thirteen thirteen. Yeah, he was. Well, he saw the ships zipping around. He thought they were. He said cars, and I said, "No, they're flying cars." Yeah, so he he liked all of this visually, and it really was beautiful. I mean, Coruscant by nature is such a dense, complicated planet to show, just because it's a city planet. And there's all these vehicles and. Um, and I've been going, ever since the season started, I've been going on about the animation and how beautiful it is. But it, you really get to see it with just the depth of everything on Coruscant as they're leaving. So he enjoyed watching it with me again. Um, but then we get to the scene where they're in the military traffic with all the gunships. <clears throat> and they, they flat out do a redo of the arrival at Endor in Return of the Jedi. I mean, it's almost shot for shot. If you go on online, you uh, should have written their name down so I could give them credit. But you see them like side by side. It is Vader talking to Piet and then Anakin talking to Hugh Lauren with Luke slash Ahsoka in the other ship. And, and it's a nice callback, too, or flash forward or however you want to put it. Because, I mean, the, the dialogue wasn't exactly the same, but it's still the same spirit of scene. And it was good. Um, and, it, you know, it shows, like, yeah, the time Anakin's like, no, it's, it's, it's fine. We don't need to worry about them. But then later on, Vader, you know, he obviously feels something and wants, you know, to do something about it. So it helps to show Anakin's descent now so when I initially watched it I thought wait a minute how is Anakin back on Coruscant he should be you know they, they just finished up on an axis and we know they're part of the Outer Rim sieges right now because he doesn't return to Coruscant until um, they crash in Revenge of the Sith because of Padme's lines so then as it turns out this arc chronologically takes place before the Bad Batch. And if you know anything about Clone Wars, this has been going on the entire time. 
where, um, you know, certain arcs are out of place, uh, just based on production schedules and whatever. So when the time comes, if you're going to watch the season all the way through or just watch the entire series, you'll have to figure out chronological order as far as the timeline. Um, so yeah, this, uh, it was quickly explained why Anakin's on Coruscant at the time, because this is before they went to Anaxis in the first place and started the Outer Rim sieges. And it also places it like right after Ahsoka left the Jedi Temple in Season 5. So at least that was explained why he's there. And you'll see him... I mean, he and Obi-Wan show up in the next arc, so they're out wherever. Um, so, you know, they get they get off Coruscant, and then uh, they take the Silver Angel into hyperspace for the first time. And I really liked... You know, you, you get... You really felt that this was a, a ship that Trace had built. And, you know, because, you know, it's shuddering the whole time. And you think, oh, geez, do not fly apart in hyperspace. But it turns out she just had the air brakes on. You know, just little things like that. And I can't imagine. I mean, you know, we saw it in Solo, you know, shipyards where they have hundreds of engineers and construction workers building these ships. You know, the fact that she built this uh on her own and to make sure you got every little part where it should be to travel safely in space. Um, yeah, you really felt it in this, in this scene that, you know, everything was going right. So we get to Kessel and then the episode, you know, becomes a spiritual, um, companion to solo a star Wars story because they went to Kessel there. They went through the Arcades Maelstrom, this is another one of those cases where, well, I like what I talked about with resistance earlier. Had, did, had they visualized all of this before they started solo? Or was it the other way around? Because the point is they match. The, the journey into the Maelstrom, the arrival at Kessel looks the same in this episode and in solo. So it's consistent. But yeah, you do wonder which, which came first in, in the planning stages. Where did they... F- finalize the design and I know they went to Kessel on Rebels too so but yeah it just it just looks great because it's we've already seen it and we, we know okay yeah that's where they are and I also like that we find out there is a nicer part of the planet that's not just a mind world that has been torn apart and is yellow and yucky uh, from the pollution of the mining. No, there's a very green, lush, beautiful part of the planet. And that's where they go to <clears throat> strike the deal to uh, take the spice. And um, they meet uh, Kanash, who is the major domo for the king. Uh, I have to point out, uh, it's voiced by Corey Burton, who has done tons of voice work. Uh, if you've seen any animation, you probably heard his voice before. Um, I recognized him most as Shockwave on the original Transformers. So, um, yeah, when I saw the name, I was like, oh yeah, Shockwave. That's that's how I remember him. I think, I'm sure he was on G.I. Joe and everything since then. But yeah, that, that was neat that he was back in the role. Um, 
episode, uh, you know, the rest of the episode becomes about doing this job. And I like the debate about, yeah, yes, the, the different uses for the spice and it helps to clarify, like, um, you know, the solo and things that were mentioned in New Hope. Um, you know, I like the debate about, well, it could be used medicinally, it could, uh, you know, we're in a war and it's useful, but it's also very illegal uh, to use it some ways. Um, it's almost like, I guess the earth equivalent would be the, the marijuana argument, <laughs> which I won't get into, but yeah, medicinal versus illicit recreational, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but they do, once they set the deal, they go to pick up the spice on the, in the mining area of the planet, which looks exactly like Solo, again. And, you know, and this is where it helps to set up Solo, specifically, because, you, you know, they think there's droids there, but it turns out it's slaves. And then, so you understand, they have slave labor, and then when they try to pull the trick in Solo with Han and Chewie being sold by Kira uh, when she makes up all the her job titles, um, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, and we saw it in Clone Wars, they use slaves, so yeah. So just nice consistency there. So they get the shipment, they're heading off to um, Obadiah, and uh, we get, get the pikes again, um, you know, the Pikes have been on Clone Wars for a while. We actually got to see them in Solo, which was one of my favorite things about that, that movie, that we got to see a live-action Pike, albeit in the in the outfit. Um, you know, in Ob- Obadiah, we get to see them without the outfits. So, yeah, they're... I hope, we get, I hope we get more of the Pikes in something, whether they do, like, you know, an Underworld series or something. Uh, they're just a really fascinating criminal group. And I'm kind of uh, glossing over it, but and, and, you know it's going to be the consequences will be dealt with next episode um, with what uh, they all did. But you know, Ahsoka and Rafa are arguing over what to do with the spice, and um, then you know, Trace only you know, she just doesn't want her to lose her ship, um, and she's having it you know, very conflicted. So, you know, in haste, she dumps the, the shipment, which you know, wasn't good. So then they have to come up with a plan. And, you know, the fact that uh, when they actually try to execute the plan, that Ahsoka uses the force to influence their thinking that they've already, you know, to go ahead and get them the payment that, that they'll, they don't need to see in the, in the containers. How did she explain that to them on the ship when they were formulating the plan? I don't know. I'm guessing before this is over, she'll they'll know she's a Jedi or a former Jedi. So it'll it'll come out, but um, but that's the that's interesting thing about the way they're writing this. I mean, obviously we're with Ahsoka because we we know her experiences and why she knows all this, but you can really see both sisters' point of view on what they need to be doing. You know, Trace, you know, once, once it's best for her family, you know, she built the ship so they can get away. Then Rafa, 
obviously she loves her sister, but she's trying to do whatever is necessary, albeit illegally. So there's conflict there, and you can really see both sides. Um, and then, you know, Ahsoka's in the middle. Um, yeah, the, the conflict that's been in this arc so far has been has been good, and I can't wait to see where, where it goes next. So we, we leave on a cliffhanger. They're surrounded by the patrol ships. They're, they're caught in the tractor beam, so we don't know. You know, they're in deep poodoo. Uh, at the end of the episode um yeah so a cliffhanger uh, we'll be back next week with more of it and again uh if you listen to the bad batch reviews um yeah i'm gonna kind of go through these quickly because I'll, i know i'll have time after the fourth episode of the arc to bring it all together and talk about the arc as a whole but yeah just a, a good episode on its own yeah lo- the return of the jedi um vibes the Plenty of stuff regarding Solo that ties into it. Uh, it's good stuff. Just so glad we have more of the show right now. Uh, but yeah, I'll be back next week with more. Um, you can continue to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Dakar, R-A-D-I-O-D-Q-A-R. Um, all the previous Radio Dakar episodes and reviews are on most major podcast platforms, Um you can find them through Anchor.fm or the Anchor app. But I'm on SoundCloud, uh, Apple, Google Play, Overcast, Spotify, Breaker. Um, uh, besides the Clone Wars the reviews that I'm doing right now, um, for the benefit of our European listeners, if any of you are out there um, who are have just recently gotten Disney Plus, I'm going to finish my. Um, catalog of Mandalorian reviews. I've only done the first four so far, um, but I'm going to do five through eight. Um, if you'd like to listen to those, when, once those episodes air in your part of the world. And for, for the, also for the um, North American listeners who have already seen it and would like some uh, kind of retrospective on it. Um, but I'm working on the Mandalorian reviews. I've got some, uh, uh, standalone episodes coming, um, kind of a retrospective on Resistance, since that's how this whole thing started for me. Uh, I'm very excited about those episodes. Cannot wait to sh- uh, share them with you. Um, but again, thank you for listening. Um, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you can do so through patreon.com slash radio to car and become a patron uh, to help with the upkeep of the show. Like my friends, uh, Rural Farm Boy Anthony and Chris from Kentucky. Uh, thank you guys as always. Um, but there will be more episodes to come. Uh, thank you for listening to this one. I will see you next time. And may the Force be with you. <laughs>